Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Berg Steeler fans. What's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. You've heard me say that for a while, since mid-March, and we are getting ready to unveil some pretty awesome stuff in the month of July. I'll give you a little tease, shall I? I'm going to give you a little tease. I've been saying this for a while, right? I've been saying, well, there's some big news coming, big news coming. It's just like it keeps getting kicked down the road. Folks have been asking me for a while, like, hey, Jeff, like, what about if we could get some Ride or Die Crew shirts, you know? Like, so that way if we were at a game and we wore them, like, we could maybe identify one another. That's in the works, okay? We're going to have a store. We're going to have a store where you could get Steel Curtain Network, some of the awesome logos, like the logo that you see on your phone right now, whether you're listening on, you know, not not necessarily Spotify, if you have the individual, um, the individual image that says Let's Ride, but if you go to the feed itself, Go to Apple Podcasts, you find that feed, that image, that Steel Curtain Network logo. It's really clean, really awesome. David Stefano of our Vikings feed, Vikings First and Skull, did all those for Fans First Sports Network. You'll be able to get like a shirt with that on. I think it's really cool. We're going to be able to open up this store, really expand things, have some shirts that are not just logo shirts, but some really cool ideas that I've had for a long time. We're gonna, It's going to be reality. You'll be able to be rocking some Steel Curtain Network gear and I'm excited for that. But that's just the, this is the very start. Okay, it's a little tease there for you, all right? But we have a lot to talk about. we got Jeremy Jerome Betts coming up in the second half of this show. A heart-to-heart, very special heart-to-heart at the end of this show. we got to get to some news. And unfortunately, this news is not good news. And it's it's kind of like I said, you know, this time of year, you don't want any news at all. And unfortunately, this news is about one Clark Hagen's former Pittsburgh Steeler outside linebacker. Played his college football with Joey Porter at Colorado State. He won a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 40, with the Steelers. Clark Higgins died suddenly at age 46. Now, as of this being recorded, I have not seen the cause of death. Uh, Sometimes I don't want to know. If you understand what I'm saying, sometimes I just don't want to know what the cause of death was. I would hate 
that, that it would be that he harmed himself or that he overdosed or that there was some type of conflict. I don't want to, you know what? It, I, I feel bad for his family. He left behind two children, a son and a daughter. Uh, I feel bad for his teammates, the coaches that coached him, the organization, because he played not just with the Steelers. He went to Arizona and then finished up his career with the San Francisco 49ers for one season. It's just sad. It's tragic. And, you know, on, on Wednesday's show on the mailbag segment, I actually did had a question about the pass rushers. I think it was Brian Haynes that asked the question in regards to where did TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith rank all time. And I actually talked about Joey Porter and Clark Hagans. And then, man, just literally the, the day that it went live is the day that we found out that he had passed away. Just really sad. 46 years young. I mean, that is it's incredible. It's only six years older than me. I just... Man, my heart goes out to his family. Uh, rest in peace, Clark Higgins. That's really all I can say, you know, and it's tough. It's tough to talk about that. It's tough to transition to talking about the upcoming season or anything like that, but that's what we do. That's what we do. You know, in this show, in this network, we have transitioned from the very difficult topics. None was more difficult than the tragic death of Dwayne Haskins a couple seasons ago in the offseason down in Florida. Nonetheless, we've always said that no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on in our country, our society, your community, your own individual life, if you are having, if you want and need that getaway, if you want and need that time to just say, you know what, I just need to remove my mind from whatever's going on in my life or in our world and just kind of be in this own little space where I'm I'm just thinking about something else that's what we're here for. So we're going to we're going to move on. We're going to talk about TJ Watt. We're going to talk about TJ Watt. You know TJ Watt's been in the news a lot. Why? Because he was on Big Ben Roethlisberger's football and podcast. You know my feelings about his co-host Spence, but still TJ Watt was on the podcast and it was a really good show. If you haven't listened, go ahead and check it out. You can find him on YouTube. But you know what I've noticed is that a lot of people, including some of our own here at the Steel Curtain Network, well, they've been doubting T.J. Watt. They have been doubting T.J. Watt. Steelers fans, some have. National media definitely has. And do you know what I say to that? Good. Good. Keep doubting T.J. Watt. Give that guy a larger chip on his shoulder. It's only going to equate to success for the Steelers. So you... TJ Watt was on Big Ben's podcast, and it was something where, you know, I didn't think he was going to be that forthcoming with a lot of the information he did, but it was great. But so far this offseason, you've seen all these national outlets. I mean, yeah, you could talk about NFL.com, you could talk about Pro Football Focus, ESPN, you name it, they're all doing their rankings. I get it. It's the dead time of the year. There's not a lot of news out there. So what you do is you create content. That's what we are. We're content creators here, folks. So you create content, you say, okay, we're going to do rankings. Let's do the top five pass rushers in the NFL. So I see these tweets go out and CBS sports would be among them. You know, you know, doesn't matter. You name the outlet. They've done it. And they'll say, okay, here we go. Top five pass rushers. And they're naming off all these names. Nick Bosa, miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, Joey Bosa, Max Crosby. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the list. Like, okay, where's TJ Watt? And I doubled just, okay. As a Steeler fan, you know, we look for our guys, right? We look for our guys and all of a sudden, I'm thinking, well, wait a second, where's TJ Watt? Let me double crack, let me go back, double check. He's not there. They left TJ Watt off the list. How do you leave TJ Watt off the list? The guy won a defensive player of the year two seasons ago. And yes, he got hurt last year. We'll talk about that in a second. But you, you leave him off the list? I just don't understand that. I don't understand it. Recency bias, I get it. 
Because last season, he wasn't the dominant force he was the year before where he had 22 and a half sacks and tied Michael Strahan's single-season record. Controversially, could have won it in Baltimore. I'm not going to get into that. But still, recency bias is has to be what it is. It has to be what it is. So a lot of people, and some people have actually not just done a list, but they've actually explained themselves. And here's my thoughts, and here's my reasoning behind my list and whatnot. And some people have said TJ Watt is not in the top five. Why? Because of the injury last season. They're not sure if he's going to come back as strong as he was prior to the injury. But what do we know? We know that he had a partial tear in his pectoral muscle. Okay, now the pectoral muscle, there's actually two in the chest. Okay, the pec, there's a pec minor, a pectoralis minor, uh, which attaches underneath the pectoralis major. The pectoralis major is the largest muscle in that upper chest. You have it connects to the sternum, collarbone, and then up inside the shoulder. And that part where it goes under underneath the shoulder, the deltoid, is where you would have that muscle tear off the bone. You would you would that that tendon would would rip. Okay, now we know that that injury did happen, but what do we know about the injury? We know that it didn't require surgery. And that's really important in this discussion. I mean, really important. A torn pectoral muscle, a muscle that is completely severed from the bone. So we're talking about to the upper the upper arm. That's going to require surgery and your season is over. He talked about how his brother JJ had suffered that before and he feared the worst when it happened, but it didn't require surgery. So that tells me that it was either a partial tear or the injury itself wasn't as significant that was going to require any type of surgery. TJ Watt did have surgery when he was on injured reserve, but it wasn't for his shoulder or his pec. It was for his knee. He had it cleaned up while he was out. So that's one thing that we need to understand. So when he doesn't have surgery, that means that the doctors, coaches, whatever, anyone that has an input on this, he is probably going to make a full recovery. He should have full range of motion. In terms of strength, he should be okay. The muscle will heal itself. The tendon will be fine. It wasn't a complete tear. That's important to note. Should be able to get a full recovery. Now, the one thing I do know is that all of this stuff that's being discussed, the doubt about him and his health, not putting him on these lists, I do know that TJ Watt will thrive on these type of conversations, these type of narratives. He will thrive on it. I want everyone to go back three years ago. T.J. Watt had a phenomenal season. Most people thought he should have been Defensive Player of the Year that year. Instead, it went to Aaron Donald. Does anyone remember, anyone listening to this remember what T.J. Watt's response was when at the NFL Player Awards it was announced that Aaron Donald won? It wasn't Aaron Donald sucked. He's a phenomenal football player. But it was he sent out a tweet, and it was Michael Jordan saying, and I took that personally. And that was immediately. T.J. Watt had that tweet queued up, and he was ready. And once they said defensive player of the year, goes to Los Angeles Rams defensive lineman Aaron Donald, and what did T.J. do? He hit send. And everyone was like, oh, man. Again, no hate on Aaron Donald. TJ Watt was just saying, I understand what y'all are saying. You voters, you don't think I'm that guy? I am that guy. And what did he do the next season? He goes out, ties the all-time single-season sack record, and wins his very first Defensive Player of the Year. So then 
I also listened to that podcast where he was on with Ben Roethlisberger, and he made a comment about his opponent. He looks at the injury report for the upcoming week, and he wants to see if the tackle that he's going up against, are they practicing? And if they're not practicing, he sees it as an advantage for him. He, he always he said it in, in the podcast, I know when I'm working and he's not, I'm getting better. I'm going to be the guy that has the better of the two days because I'm out here working and he's watching. You hear these things, and, and most NFL players, most football players, most competitive people would say something along those lines. I'm not here to say that that's some stretch that he said something so crazy. No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that I look at this and I think, oh my gosh, TJ Watt's that guy. He's that uber competitive guy that he hears and he sees everything. He is reading these lists. He is seeing these lists that are going out on national media outlets saying that Miles Garrett is better. He's seeing Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Max Crosby, you name it. Doesn't matter who the pass rusher is. He is seeing these things, and, and you know what it's doing? It is fueling him this offseason. And that's why even the people here at Steel Curtain Network say, well, I don't know if he'll be back to his normal self after his injury. I don't know if he'll be good again. I don't know. TJ Watts out here saying, you know what? Keep doubting me. Keep doubting me. And I will show you on the football field what it looks like when you doubt TJ Watt. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make plays. And I'm going to make you understand that I'm back. I'm back and I'm better than ever. He's in the prime of his career, folks. Unless the injury creeps up again, which I don't expect that it will, I do expect him to be able to train fully this offseason because he was able to get through the rest of the season without any setbacks. No, he wasn't himself, but he should be fully healthy and recovered, be able to train again, which, by the way, the fact that he said he doesn't train the same way he did when he was younger, that's actually a good thing. You know, J.J. Watt put himself through the ringer, and sometimes the injury bug crept up because of it. So you have to keep that in mind. He's learning from his older brother and the mistakes that he might have made in the offseason. So he's adjusting. I love what I'm seeing from T.J. Watt. I actually think he's going to have a big year this year. And why? People are doubting him. You're out there. You're listening to this. I don't care if you're a Steeler fan or not. You're doubting T.J. Watt in 2023? Good. Good. Keep doubting him. Keep doubting him because you know what? This upcoming season when he has 17-plus sacks, you're going to say, man, and TJ Watt's back, man. He's back. He is back. I can't wait for him to be back. It's going to be exciting. And that's going to be something I'm going to bring up in the second half of this show with Jeremy Jerome Betts in the All Bets Rocks off segment. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. And make sure you stay tuned till the end for a very special heart heart. We'll be right back. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. 
and you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is Friday. It's the second half. That means it's time for the All Bets Are Off segment. Myself, Jeremy Jerome Betts. What's up, Jeremy? How's it going? It's going good, man. Um, I'm a little disappointed in the recent trends of the Pittsburgh Pirates, but you got to love the mm-hmm. new uniforms that they uh, showed on or on uh, Twitter yeah. and uh, everywhere on Thursday. So. I don't know. I wanted to ask you before we get started, Jeff, uh, what do you think about the Steelers? Should they update their uniforms for, you know, kind of like some NFL teams are doing, adding a new alternate helmet? Should they do some kind of alternate jersey uh, just to spice things up a little bit? It's funny that you mentioned that because uh, most people, by the time they're listening to this podcast live on the website right now, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, I asked that very question, which is I looked at the city uniforms, which is what the Pirates released. It has PGH real big on the front, gold jerseys, black PGH, black pants, I think. I like the hats, black bill, gold with a P. Uh, It's one of the benefits of being a Pittsburgh fan. I mean, Pirates, Penguins, and Steelers is that you can rock that hat anywhere you want, and it fits. But um, (laughs) I actually wrote an article about, you know, the Steelers, what exactly would a new alternate look like? And I went back and found an image of Ben Roethlisberger playing the New York Jets in the Bumblebee uniforms, which a lot of people (laughs) say were the worst throwbacks. And to me, this isn't a throwback discussion. They're running out of options with the throwbacks. They have some more, but they're running out of options. This is an alternate discussion. So the only alternate uniforms they really ever have worn have been the ever-popular Nike Color Rush. The black-on-black looks super clean, um, yeah. I don't know why I just always think of TJ Watt when I think of the, the color rush, but I, I don't know what exactly I would do differently. Uh, we've seen the gold helmets. That's one of previous throwback. Wasn't that crazy about it. Kind of like the black helmets. It's just classic. I don't know what else I would do. Maybe if I were to go really outside the box, I would think about a gold Jersey. Yeah. Uh, we haven't really seen that. We've seen it in their practice uniforms, never seen a gold Jersey with uh maybe black pants and kind of offset and kind of almost follow the pirates in terms of their color scheme there. What about you? What do you think? Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of how some of the college football teams do different, different patterns and um, different looks on in the colors as well. So I don't know. I, 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 and I liked how the pirates did on their gold Jersey they had like the the textures of mm-hmm. the bridges, right? Yeah. And, and the yep. and the steel and everything. So I don't know. I'd like to see something like that, just as like a kind of a, a city um, city jersey as well, like like the Pirates did. You know, kind of calling back towards some of those different patterns and everything. I just think that the NFL though is they're they're not about the flash in in the uniform regard. It's more about you know, the, the colors and, and, and what people think of when they think of these teams, kind of the history of it while college, they're trying to, 
to be a little more gimmicky, if you will, um, yeah. with, with some of their jerseys. So I don't think the NFL would ever go that far with it. Uh, I think that they, the jersey number swap where anybody can wear anything now, that's about as far as they're willing to go with yeah. with gimmick, gimmickiness on the jersey side of things. What about white? Would you ever do like all white? Now that would actually be considered yeah. a throwback. You go back to Bean Joe Green's rookie season. They did have those white pants. I think it was a back, black stripe down the side. Would you ever entertain the all white or is that kind of like, eh, it's a little too much? Yeah, that's a little too much for me. I, I, I wouldn't be a huge fan. Were, were those the jerseys, Jeff, that were like full long sleeve over the pants? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had <laughs> all throughout the 70s. They had yeah. the. And it was almost like a long sleeve T-shirt with pads right. underneath. Yeah, it's definitely different. I, you know, I'm, I even with the regular uniforms. You know, in, in the article that I wrote, I even stated at the very beginning, I am not suggesting the Steelers change anything right. with the way that they handle their game day threads. Uh, I don't, I don't want them to wear white at home. I like that they wear black every home game. They wear white on the roads, unless the home team on the road. I never remember them going to Tampa Bay in the in early season. I remember them going to Miami. Well, they're like, hey, we're wearing whites. You got to wear black. It's darker. It's going to be it's going to be hotter for you. So other than that, I, are you a block number guy? Because you're younger than me. And so this yeah. is one thing like I'm kind of like that generation that was right in the middle of when they went from the blocks to the italicized number. And in case you don't know, not just you, anyone listening, the reason why they did that was they wanted to mimic the numbers on the helmet. The helmet numbers have always been italicized, even back in the 70s. And so they decided, I think it was in 98, to they wanted to make some minor changes. That's when they put the, the Stilo logo in the top left chest, and they changed the, numbers, <coughs> the block numbers to the italicized. Older fans hate it. Where do you stand on it? I, I think, Jeff, for me, it's, I mean, I grew up on that, that italicized number seven, yeah. and I love it. Uh, and so... Um, I, I will always have a special place in my heart for the italics and, and that's just me, but I do like the blocks as a change of pace. I like the, the callback to previous, uh, the, the historical side of, of the Steelers, but I don't know the, the Pittsburgh Steelers jerseys with those, the, the big seven on it, you know, mm -hmm. the big italicized seven. That was just, that was my yeah. childhood for sure. And I I got to be honest, when they wore their block numbers last year, it was obviously the Christmas Eve game against the Raiders. There were times where I looked and I was like, this just seems weird. My eyes have gotten so accustomed to seeing the italicized right. numbers that it definitely was an adjustment uh, to get used to the blocks. I would love to see them kind of follow the Pittsburgh Penguins, not in, in, in one regard. The Pittsburgh Penguins, when they went to the Vegas Gold, and we're, we're going all over the map so far in this segment, and that's fine. But it, uh, when it came to those, the old gold, that Vegas Gold the Penguins went to, the majority of fans did not like it. They were like, right. what in the heck is this? This is not Pittsburgh Gold. Like, it's not the yellow. It's supposed to be the yellow. And they finally listened to their fan base, and they brought back, like, the alternates. And next thing you know, it became the old school, what we all know and love from the 90s with Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And if the, the Steelers were smart, and they are very smart, I wish they would listen to their fans and say, you know what, like, this season, they've got nine home games. We're going to take three of them, and we're going to wear block numbers on those three games. You don't yeah. have to call it a throwback day. Just say these are our block numbers. People would go freaking nuts. They would buy jerseys yeah. out the wazoo. <laughs> it would be like some something to celebrate. I wish they would listen to their fans. The Penguins did. They've gone back to those old school colors. Everyone loves it. 
And I wish the Steelers would kind of follow suit, but we'll see. We'll see. I want to ask. Go ahead. Good. You guys. I mean, no. I was going to say we will see. We will. It's. Yeah. I I like that they change things up every now and then, but I also like that they they are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is what we look like, and that's what we're going to do. It makes for good good uniform matchups when you get like the Raiders or the um you know the Patriots in town where you see those colors clash. It's it's really nice. There's certain uniforms that are classic. The yeah. Steelers are definitely, you know, you think Green Bay is up there. Pittsburgh right. is there. You know who else is? I would love, I like their uniform schemes. Everything just looks nice and clean. It's the New Orleans Saints. There's something yeah. about that. It's not, they're a different gold and they'll say, you're not the real black and gold, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. But still, like they're real clean, the Florida Lee on the helmets, the gold, the shiny helmets. Love it. I love those classic uniforms. I can't stand like the Jaguars that change them every five weeks. It seems like Mm -mm. give me the consistency. That's what I love. But I want to ask you, speaking of consistency, um, something I talked about in the first half of this show is actually something you wrote an article about for the website. I think it was early last week or maybe this past week. And that was all about how like, has the NFL forgotten about TJ Watt? It it certainly does kind of seem like there's people that are like, Oh yeah, let's talk about the top pass rushers in the league. And they're talking Nick Bosa and they're talking Crosby and they're talking any number of Joey Bosa. Then they're talking about the yeah. everyone. And then TJ Watt, the defensive player of the year, two years ago, isn't even on the freaking list. What is right. going on? Is this a recency bias or is there more to it? I think it's a huge recency bias uh, because it, what have you done for me lately is, is the motto of the NFL. And I think it doesn't matter what a, a player has, except for in the case of Miles Garrett, who <laughs> for yeah. some reason, and I I know Tony Defio wrote an article about, hey, everybody calm down on the TJ Watt versus Miles Garrett thing. And I, I get that to a point, but it just seems like it, uh, recency bias and then the freaks, right? The guys who are just athletic marvels tend to draw the attention away from a guy like, TJ Watt, who I would I would say is freakier than most give him credit for as an athlete, but is more of like a the the hard worker uh, type of player, if you will. And he didn't come out with as much pop out of college. The Bosa brothers came out with all this this huge expectation. Miles Garrett was a generational physical talent. Uh, Micah Parsons is a, a freak of nature, an athlete. Uh, beyond words he can run a 4-3 tj watts not those guys but what he does is he comes out on the field and he tears up opposing offenses and i think if you if you were to block out the national media and have offensive coordinators and and coaches that are coming up on the steelers schedule this year ask them you know who who do you who on your schedule is it scares you the most, then I, I guarantee you that TJ Watt hits more of the number one on those lists than that he does in the national media because he has more respect from these teams because he just is a game wrecker uh, than he d- gets from the national media who likes their physical freaks and their athletic marvels and, and what have you done for me lately, players. It's a great point. And the thing is with TJ Watt, like you said, I mean, he was a combine warrior for a lot of people. He tested out of the out of this world in terms of raw athletic scores, but ultimately he just knows how to put it together. If you've listened to his spot on the football and podcast with Ben Roethlisberger, yes. some really great stuff. 
Um, he divulged, he, he divulged way more than I thought he would. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, really interesting. I, I loved how he kept saying though, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. Uh, I, if they ever do come out with a t-shirt, like Roethlisberger said, they should, I'm getting that t-shirt. <laughs> that says, that says what? what, what that has say? a picture of Watt and says it doesn't matter because yeah. he, he doesn't care who lines up across from him. He doesn't care if it's a big guy or a small guy. I yeah. mean, he has his preferences, but he, he also said, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I go out with the mindset I'm going to beat whoever. But Right. No, it, it, and go give that a listen if you haven't. It. It's worth your time. He's a really good interview because I actually was kind of like, oh, T.J. Vod for an hour on a podcast. That doesn't sound right. very enthralling. Uh, but no, he opened up a lot more than I thought. Let's talk about sack production for the Steelers uh, a little bit. Let's see. Let's get out your prediction hat. Okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about we're going to I'm going to name the uh, the player. And you give me your idea for how many sacks they will finish with. Okay, so let's start with none other than Trent Jordan Watt. We just talked about him at length. Where do you see TJ Watt at the end of the season in terms of how many sacks will he register? We're talking healthy season, right? If, if yeah, all let's assume everyone stay healthy. stays sure. healthy. They play at least fifteen games. We'll put it that way. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with seventeen sacks for TJ Watt. Oh, okay, yeah. nice bounce back here. Yes, Very nice. absolutely. I think. 22 and a half was just ridiculous and yeah. it's going to be hard to ever replicate that again. There's a reason why it's the record and nobody touches 20 sacks hardly ever. So I'm going to say upper teens, 17, 18 sacks for TJ okay. this year. If you I like so. it. Let's go with uh, his past rushing mate, Alex Highsmith. He had 14 and a half last year. What do you see this year? Man, this one, this one's tough because it, you know, if you consider TJ Watt staying healthy on the opposite side of him, that's when he made his hey last year most most of the time but i'm gonna go ahead and say 12 sacks this year i'm gonna Mm. say not as quite as many but still a really good season from alex okay and let's go to the inside now or actually no let's stay on the outside let's go marcus golden situational pass rusher the dude can get to the quarterback yes how many you see him having six sacks for marcus golden in in 2023 i think provides good pressure off the edge i think he's he's going to be more of of the guy who creates issues for the quarterback than actually gets home as much but i think that he'll still get home enough to where um he can he can post a, a decent number of sacks I'll, I'll bump it up a little bit give me give me eight sacks actually from Marcus shoot Golden. you give me six and it's fine it's a huge yeah. step up from malik reed who had one Absolutely. last year so <laughs> yeah. uh yeah that's fine well now let's go to the inside what do you mean about sure. cam hayward Man, Cam is just just so good, and and he cleans up well. I'm gonna give him ten. I think he hits the wow. that double digit mark, Jeez. but maybe not quite. All You've the way. got the Steelers like going back like a few years ago when they were registering sixty plus sacks. It sounds like man, this yeah, is incredible. Th- this if this defense is healthy, the the secondary is gonna be better. I think they're gonna lock down more more receivers, and it's gonna let the front seven get home more. Last last one, Larry O. Larry Okunjobi, uh, four sacks for Larry O. Yeah, I think That's he's a solid production. Yeah, I think you, you don't ask him to right. sack the quarterback as much, but give me four. But uh, give me, I'll throw another one out there. Keanu Benton surprises everybody with five sacks this year. Any, any for Herbig, Nick? No, no, none for Herbig. None. Okay. All right. No. Hey, now, last question before I get you out of here. Who? breaks the Steelers sack record first. Yeah. We th- I, we know who will end with it, meaning yes. it's TJ Watt, but who does it first? 
Cam Hayward, I believe, is two away. And I think yeah. TJ Watt is either three or three and a half away okay. from James Harrison single season. Or I'm sorry. And, and Steelers history. Right. Regular season sack record. Who breaks it first? TJ Watt breaks it first because he's going to get all three of those sacks in week one <laughs> against the San Francisco 49ers and their turnstile offensive tackles. So well, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I told my, my dad asked me that this past weekend. He listens to my podcast. He said, who do you think is going to break it first? And I said, I think Cam's going to do it first, and then TJ's okay. going to pass him in the same game. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> so good. let's say it's week two or something. That Cam's one away. TJ's one and a half. Cam will get one early. He'll hold the record, and TJ will get three. And next thing you know, yeah. he holds it for the rest of the time. <laughs> Who, uh, the, there'll be two balls to keep from that game for sure. Though. There, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And Cam will go as a footnote of Steelers lore. Yes. So absolutely. perfect. All right, Jeremy, let me get you out of here. Why don't you tell everyone what you have coming up on the website, as well as the Steelers fix podcast and your new show, the Steelers Q and a every Sunday yep. night. Uh, tell us who your partner is. That's th- this week. Go ahead. Do it. Go explain all that. Yeah. So, um, this week on the Q and A, I believe I've got uh, Daniel J coming on uh, oh, from nice. the homies, and he's gonna he's gonna join me there, and we'll talk Steelers football and answer your questions. If you don't, if you haven't joined that show, it's a lot of fun because we're just conversing with you, uh, the listener, uh, via YouTube, Twitter, however you can get your mm-hmm. your comments in. We'll take questions, answer those. That's a lot of fun. Uh, and then I'll have Bradley Locker on the following week as well. Uh, and he doesn't get on the podcast as much, but you see some of his writings on uh, behind the steel sure. He's a, he's a fun listen and a great guy to talk to. So I'll get him on as well. Um, the Steelers fix Andrew Wilbar and I are breaking down the 2024 NFL draft way too early. We've gone parts one and two, and we're going to hit part three where we tackle some specific prospects that the Steelers might have interest in uh, based on their style of play and the potential positions of need that the Steelers will have at the end of the year. And then on the website, I'm starting a series that uh, I think the first article will come out early next week on, uh, I'll be ranking the AFC North position groups. So starting with the quarterbacks and working my way through the entire offense, the entire defense, and just kind of highlighting where the Steelers stand uh, positionally in their own division. And then at the very end, I will wrap it all up by kind of combining the scores together to rank the rosters in the AFC North and kind of give that as my analytical prediction of how the season will play out. Sounds great, man. I'm looking forward to all of that. Uh, make fun. sure you check out Jeremy on the uh, Q and a every Sunday night. Uh, you can find him on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, like you mentioned, and also on our audio feed, Uh, later that evening. So Jeremy, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And we'll talk next Friday. Sounds good. Have a good one. All right, man. See ya. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And a big thank you to Jeremy Jerome Betts for taking the time, as he always does. To, uh, you know, on a Friday, he's always willing to talk Steelers. I love it. Love talking with him every single week. It's always a lot of fun. Listen, let's finish this out like we do every week on a heart-to-heart. This is a very special day. Today, June 23rd, 
Why? The youngest Hartman uh, of the Hartman clan, the youngest one, the tiniest elf, as I call her, one Zoe, it's her birthday. She turns five years old. You know, it's really hard for me to fathom that our youngest is now five years old, yet here we are, and I'm super excited. She is, man, she can be an emotional kid, but she is like one of the most bubbly, fun-loving kids ever. Uh, you watch her, she she just jumps. I mean, she's like a, like a jumping bean. It's hysterical. She gets so excited that she just jumps. I, I love her to death. She's our last. She's the baby of the bunch. Everyone treats her as such, including myself. But I, I wouldn't trade anything. Zoe Mary Lou Hartman, she was named after my grandmother uh, because she, my wife was pregnant with Zoe when my grandmother passed away. So, uh, yeah, Zoe Mary Lou will always have a special place in my heart for multiple reasons, not just because she's my child, but because of my grandmother's namesake being her middle name. But honestly, happy birthday, Zoe. I know that you're going to love every second of your day. The gift that she got that she's going to go nuts for, my gosh, she it's not even anything crazy, but it's just what she asked for. She'll be excited. She'll be jumping. Guarantee that. Guarantee that. All right, folks, I'm going to be back on Monday with a Monday morning conversation. I already have that cooking. You should be excited for this one. Uh, make sure you're checking that out. In the meantime, you know how we finished it out here, right? Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.